are pretty high. I'm not as high as I should be. I am fully sober. That's a shame. I know. But such is life. <laughs> Everything is said with a sigh these days. Truly. That, like, you know how you would go to the grocery store and normally it would just be like, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Now it's just like, how are you? <sighs> I'm good. And the worst part is the cashier just kind of goes, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole like courtesy thing. Like you think you have to ask. And then it's like, are any of us really good? No, no. I've taken to saying I'm all right. One time I slipped and said, well, I'm alive, so there's that. Everyone at my job just says, okay, considering. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, said yeah. that. Yep. I've that said that, sense. but it feels very much like, what, saying that, it feels very much like I'm at a funeral for some reason. Like, I feel uh, like that's the yeah. thing to say when you're at, like, a wake. Yeah, that makes sense. How are you? I'm okay, considering. Like, it's just, it's almost too somber. Not it that, is. Not that it's, the world I is mean, this is a right very now. somber time. 214,000 people are dead or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody know? Uh, nobody knows. It's fine. No. No, no one knows. But what know. are we talking about today? Something uplifting and just happy and the best, oh, yeah. right? We're gonna we're gonna get uplifted. I was gonna make a burial joke, but I don't have the mental stamina or humor left in me for it. We're talking about being buried alive today. Fun times. It but happens. It it happens. More it often does than you happen. Think. And like you'd be surprised. I actually had stories to sift through. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. But it, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about real life. We're going to talk about fiction. We're going to talk about in the event that you are buried alive, what the fuck do you do? It's one of those things that, like, you, you've seen it in movies and stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, but that doesn't really happen. And Yes. Uh, it does. It's kind of like the... Um, Last Spooktober, I did an episode about Halloween quote-unquote decorations um, where people's dead bodies were mistaken for Halloween decorations. And you're like, oh, that doesn't happen. Well, there's a whole episode on it, and it did multiple times, and it's terrifying. Yeah. And so is this. It, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it, and I'll, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without giving too much away but it's just coming out as uh, 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 uh. yeah basically how do i put this it was first it was a common story and not a very common occurrence and then as you'll see it became uh, more of a common occurrence yeah like it, it just it's it's very it's very difficult to convey without giving things away so maybe Dive right in yeah i was gonna say maybe we should hop to it then i i also just paused waiting for you to start so that's where i'm at mentally. perfect yep 
You have all of the research. I have all of my marbles. Um, so first we're going to talk about some instances of being buried alive. Because believe it or not, it's not just in movies and TV and books and shit like that. Yeah. So stories about being buried alive actually go back as far as the 17th century. Which is a while ago. That yeah. was the, it, the fact that it's been going on for so long is just kind of like... So why haven't we yeah why haven't we as a society figured this shit out yet it, it's a great question i don't have an answer for you <laughs> mm -hmm. um we did briefly have something figured out for a time which i'll get into okay but so in the 1600s in england it was documented that a woman named alice blunden was basically so drunk that she passed out good for her um or I don't know if it's I don't know if it's drunk because I, I so it said that the thing that I researched from it said that she had a a lot of like poppy tea, which I'm assuming is like opioids. Yeah, uh, poppy is. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's not so much poppy as it is like basically liquid opioids. Okay. Wow. Um. But maybe they called it poppy tea back then. I mean, they called cocaine fucking Coca-Cola. So yeah, it's fine. Ketchup was once medicine too, apparently. I learned that from one of those fucking cell phone commercials because that's where we're at. Wow. Um, I know. I know. Should I be taking my facts from cell phone commercials? Probably not, but we'll see. So anyway, so she was passed out and basically a doctor did the age old new parent trick of putting the mirror under the nose to see if there's any condensation from her breathing um but he didn't detect anything and so her family was like okay she's dead and they they held the service and they buried her and yada 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 uh-huh and then two days after she was buried I, I have lots of issues here. So there were children playing near her grave. Hmm. That's my first issue. That's my first hmm. Yep. Yep. Um. Actually, I should say the first hmm is that they just put a mirror under her nose and they're like, yep, dead. Yep. Like, that's all you're going to do? Yeah. Well, and also, I, I, I like, she's passed out from this poppy tea. Like, maybe her breathing her breathing has probably slowed because it could have been close to an overdose. But yeah, either way, like she's like one of the things with the mirror trick is also inevitably it wakes up the person who's breathing. You're trying to detect if they're alive. Yeah. Um. So it it's just it's not a good way to it's not a good way to research no. to to make sure somebody's dead. It's not it doesn't go far enough. Um. But so these kids were playing near her grave and they started to hear noises. So they went back to their, like, the school marm or whatever, their teacher, and were like, yo, like, we think that this, that there's, like, noises coming from this, this fucking burial plot or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. imagine being a child, like, at recess, just fucking around in a cemetery and all of a sudden one of them starts like i might die of a heart attack yeah that would <laughs> murder me 
So the teacher was like, all right, you're clearly exaggerating. It, you guys have lost your minds. You've been sipping some poppy tea. So he went to go check it out, found that she was still alive, which is great. Except it took them a whole other day <gasps> to actually unbury her. No, no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that she was so close to dying that they put her back in the grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> yup. And they also had a guard, had somebody stand guard by the grave. He ends up leaving his post, just fucking just bye-bye. And the following morning, so she dies, she's buried. She doesn't die, but you know what I mean. Die in quotes. She's buried. Yeah. Two days later, she's still alive. One day later, they get her out, and she's, like, close to death. The next day, she is found dead, but she was found, like, you know, like, you can kind of, from facial expressions and the way the body is uh -huh. positioned in death and, like, the surroundings and everything, she had clearly been struggling to free <gasps> herself at the time that she died. That's so fucking horrible. Yeah, so poor fucking Alice. Rest in peace. Jesus Christ. Yeah, homegirl was buried three times. Yeah, right? Well, well technically twice, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. That's not... Mm, I don't like it. But yeah. Jeez. So then another fun one, if you can call this fun, but then again, we're sick puppies, so... Yeah. Um, in 1889, a woman named Octavia Smith married a rich dude from Kentucky named James Hatcher. And they had a son named Jacob. And the thing about the 1800s is that people had a fuck ton of children because their children didn't often live. Wow. Jacob didn't live. Ooh. <laughs> um, this, understandably, just fucking wrecked octavia smith who i'm inevitably going to say at some point octavia spencer because it's too close yes um so just picture octavia spencer know that i'm talking about octavia smith but i think we can classify her as octavia spencer at this point she would do a great job if this were made into a movie she mm -hmm. would be great um so she became super fucking depressed to the point that like she couldn't get out of bed she 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 like was so sad that she made herself sick like you know how there are those cases like people say yeah. for example debbie reynolds she died of a broken heart because she was so upset that her daughter carrie fisher died yeah that's so sad yeah that one that one also broke me um and i thought that was the worst year hmm. mm. um but yeah so it got to a point that she made herself so sick that she became comatose and Nobody fucking learned from Alice's story. So everybody was like, oh, we can't wake her up. She's dead. That's so crazy. Yeah. So in May 1891, four months after her son Jacob died, she's pronounced dead. And so they, they were like, all right, we got to bury her fast because it's May. It's getting fucking hot out. They couldn't oh, even ugh. fathom global warming. Embalming wasn't a thing back then. 
So it was like the body's hella decaying. Yeah, before or, her you know what I mean. The body's the liquids. Yes, the bodies would hella decay in this yeah. particular instance. Um, but then all of a sudden, other people started falling into these mysterious illness comas, uh. and they would go into this coma, develop such a shallow breathing pattern that you couldn't, you could barely discern. That they were breathing. Mm -hmm. And then wake up a few days later. Hmm. They discovered this after Octavia was buried. <gasps> um, and they, upon further inspection and whatever you want to call it, it turned out that the, the whole thing, she didn't, like, all these people weren't mourning Jacob, okay? It wasn't, a, it wasn't like yeah. one of those situations. It was a tsetse fly. It was huh. going around and biting people and infecting them with this disease. Let's let's call it COVID eighteen ninety one, and just fucking made everybody so sick that they went comatose for a few days and then woke up and were like, okay, Jesus. Yeah. So everybody obviously was like, well, if this is happening, oh shit, Octavia. So. They go to the grave and basically are freaking out and unbury her, exhume her, whatever you want to call it, because they mm -hmm. they've gotta they've gotta check and there's no way of knowing. And so Octavia was dead, hmm. but her husband her husband was the one that like basically like led the charge. Yeah, he found that the lining of the coffin had been shredded. And Octavia's fingernails were bloody. And oh her face was permanently stuck in this, like, look of, like, terror and screaming. <gasps> oh, my God. Yep. So, understandably, that fucked her husband up. Yes. And he reburied her and put up a monument, like... In, in the cemetery to her to be like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Let me give you a statue to make this all better. Um, and according to historian Jessica Forsyth, her husband, James, the one that discovered her, went on to develop a huge phobia of being buried alive. Yeah, reasonably. <laughs> yes. But if this sounds familiar to anybody, this is around where a lot of those legends and wives tales about being buried alive and scratching and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Okay. So then we fast forward. It's the turn of the century. Not really. It's 1937. Booze is legal again. And a 19-year-old boy from France named Angelo Hayes was out on his motorcycle and proceeded to crash it headfirst into a brick wall. Oof. So clearly didn't have his motorcycle's license. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that's the goal of a, of a ride. Yeah. So obviously people arrived at the scene and tried to help, but they found that his head was just a fucking mess because helmets probably did not exist, or at least not to Angelo. Uh. And his head was just a goddamn fucking mess, and he <sighs> had, like, no pulse. Oh, jeez. I say, like, no pulse, because they thought it was no pulse. Well, there so, is, like, there is times where the pulse is so weak that yeah. especially, like, I mean, with modern uh, sciences and stuff, mm -hmm. you're able to, like, 
get even the smallest bit like you can you can at least perceive the smallest bit of a pulse but like yeah on the scene for people who like barely even know fucking cpr yeah uh, I can in assume- 1937 yeah exactly and booze so- is legal again like do you mean to tell me they're all sober in france i don't know man i know booze was always legal there as far as i know but Ah, earthquake it wasn't an actual earthquake it was just my fat ass but that would be um, wild if there was an earthquake while we were on. i thought we had one no did, i don't think so didn't we have one no okay Not that i remember um i'll let you know i'll i'll quick hop on and we'll do a mini sode of just sitting there listening to the earthquake yes um but yeah so he was in such a bad shape that his parents were not even allowed to see him oh jeez. yeah um so that also led to this mistake because obviously they would have as parents tried anything and everything to like have their child be alive you know what i mean like they yeah. they would have looked for any sign anything and i can understand like they weren't doing it to maliciously like prevent them from discovering he's alive it was just it he was so fucked yeah, up physically yeah and yeah. like that's not the last you want to see of your no because no. that memory is going to be burned into your brain exactly that's the last time you're seeing the person yeah i i don't think i could personally go through that just because i i know that that would be the last vision i had in my head and yeah I'm, that would be horrible yeah no i my my childhood my elementary school principal who i think i've talked about here um we our family was very close to her she was a wonderful person and she ended up dying of pancreatic cancer several years ago and Mm. so we would visit her until she went into the hospital permanently but um she she wasn't at all like chubby before but she was a large woman like like big bones and tall Uh uh-huh and at her wake, they were doing an open casket. And my mother said to me, I was maybe like 14, 15. And she just kept saying, you know, you may not want to go see sister. Like, you're totally fine if you don't want to go near the casket. And I was like, no, I want to go like, you know, and also like, oh, I'm an adult now. So we go to wakes and we wear all black. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I hadn't truly experienced a wake. Yeah. I went over to that. It was a Catholic wake. Went over to that coffin, sat on the kneeler, looked inside, and when I tell you... It's she, like a different person. She looked like mummified, practically, because she was so gaunt. The cancer took everything from her. Yeah. And my one of the things my mom had said to me was, if you see it, like it's going to be hard to forget. And I can still see her clearly in my mind's eye to this day. Yeah, every wake I've ever gone to, I've never gone up to the casket. I just, I, because obviously you're there for like somebody that you know and love. And like, yeah. I just can't. Yeah, never again. I don't want that. I, I'll go to the wake to be supportive of the rest of the family and mm-hmm. everyone that's there and everything. But I don't think I can go up to the casket. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't need so, that. So for future reference, um, just give me all of the fillers. Do my makeup real good. Like, give me a wig if you gotta. And, like, have me looking hot as shit to the point that, like, maybe necrophilia could be on the table. Whoa, and whoa, then, whoa. then, not me. I'm dead. I'm not consenting. But you know what I mean. Hot as shit. Dead. Please. 
This We've is all I talked ask of about you. it on Sleeping here. Beauty, please. We've already talked about it on here. I'm getting cremated immediately, and then you're putting me in fireworks and shooting me into <laughs> the sky. I just... It's not that I'm bothered by it. It's just, it's so, it's, it would be so funny because you're sitting there watching these fireworks and just crying because, oh, that one's Haley. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Um, oh, God. But yeah, so moving on from that, whatever that was. So Angelo was declared dead. He was buried three days after his accident. And then the insurance company was like, mm, we don't want to pay money, so we want to look into this. Because hmm. you know how insurance companies do, at least yeah. how they still do in the U.S. I don't know about anywhere else. So they exhumed his body to see, like, if that was the cause of death. And, you know, to try everything in their, their best to get out of it. Yeah. And let me tell you. They got out of it because the body was still fucking warm when they exhumed it after burying it. No. Days later. Two days after he was buried. Still warm. Creepy. Nah, fam. So apparently after the accident, and your body is capable of doing this, his body put him in a coma, himself in a coma, to try to heal himself. Yeah. Um, and... Because it was such a deep coma, his pulse was super faint because he needed little to no oxygen, not no oxygen, but he did not need a lot of oxygen to keep up his system because he was entirely like shut down, basically. Yeah. Um, so then they were like, okay, let's actually do something for this guy now that we are positive he's alive. And he ended up making a full recovery and went on to invent a type of coffin that was quote <laughs> like it just it's so clear like we talked about so james smith octavia smith spencer's husband was so traumatized forever had a fear wasn't yeah. even in the coffin yeah angelo hayes invents this coffin that rep allegedly contained quote a small oven a refrigerator and oh a hi-fi cassette tape player <laughs> Okay, now I do kind of want to be buried. <laughs> Two kinds of people. Hey, if that's the way I'm going, then let's do it. Uh, yeah, let me live out the rest of this quarantine in one of those caskets. Right? But yeah, that was just, that was just very funny to me. Um, that, that's a good thing to come out of buried, being buried alive. That's so crazy. But like, do they bury, do they bury you with a stocked fridge? I'm assuming. Cause like, and it's got electricity and everything? How fucking cruel would that be to bury someone alive, the fridge is empty, there's, there's no, like, fucking oven, there's nothing to cook in the oven, and how you've got this, this cassette casket? player. I don't fucking know. You don't have any pictures of it? I didn't look that up. I'll pull up a picture, but, I mean, like, I can't tell from that. I'm not good with dimensions also, so, like, that, that doesn't help me here. But, yeah, you're stuck with an oven... With no food or or pans, pots for that matter. Right? Tin foil, we don't want to get it dirty. Yeah. But and also but also a microwave, a fridge, and like No, an oven. Oh uh, sorry, an a microwave and an oven. No, no no microwave. Oh, there's no microwave? I thought there's there was no a microwave. microwave. An oven and a fridge. 
but like how is that your home now i mean (laughs) basically (laughs) basically and you know if you really hate the person bury them with no food bury them with no cooking utensils just kill them at that point no cassette tapes do the zombie Except thing for and like Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Yeah. We'll talk about the we'll talk about the double tap. Oh, okay. Um because it, it, this it, the double tap is actually one of my favorite stories to tell. Um it's not a literal double tap, but it's it's it counts. It counts as a double tap. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So, then we we jump now 50 years into the future in 1987. Yeah. And at this point, this businessman in Illinois named Stephen Small got this phone call that his like he he renovated houses for a living. Like, you know, Uh he was a flipper before it was cool. So he gets this call that one of the houses was being broken into and turned out it wasn't being broken into. It was a setup Uh for him to be kidnapped. Okay. Yep. So basically, that he goes over, he gets kidnapped. Three thirty a.m. His wife Nancy gets a call, and they're like, "We have your husband. Give us a million dollars." And Nancy said, "Men ain't shit. I'm keeping the money." And left. No. Um. She she was immediately like, "Okay, I'll comply." Overall, the family got five phone calls from the people holding him for ransom. Uh huh. Um. And the issue was they were so, the small family was like, whatever you need, whatever you want, however you want it, we'll do it. But the phone calls were so garbled that neither party could really make out what the other was saying. And so therefore, the people holding them for ransom were not aware that the smalls were as desperate as they were. Yeah. Meaning... Stephen, at this at this point, was put in a homemade little wooden box and buried three feet underground. Oh. They gave him a little breathing apparatus, like like a snorkel kind of. Yeah. And uh, like some water, you know, like, you know, they they did the bare minimum to keep him alive because they wanted to get paid. Yeah. And. Then the breathing tube failed. Huh? Yeah. How much you want to bet the breathing tube failed because they were giving him water through the breathing tube. That is my theory. Oh, I thought somebody was just sticking a finger in it or something. Oh, that could be it too. No, like they didn't, it didn't fail. They didn't make it fail on purpose. It just failed. It was just like an oops. A big fucking oops, but an oops. Um, So finally the police are, are involved which probably should have been the case from the fucking beginning. But their air patrol finds Smalls's car, which leads them to the scene of the crime, which leads them to the perpetrators and so on. Mm-hmm. And they, like, just missed it. Mm. Just missed it. And they, by the time they found him, he had been dead for, as far as they could discern, a few hours. Oof. Like, just missed it. So the names of his abductors were Daniel J. Edwards, who was 30, and Nancy Risch, who was 26. 
And because they ended up killing him, they were charged with or convicted of first degree murder in addition to aggravated kidnapping. And Kenkeki, I swear to God, that's a real place. Deputy Chief Robert Pepin said, quote, they planned it. They built a box. They put a ventilation system in, end quote. Hmm. So they were inspired by these buried alive stories. Okay. Granted, they weren't inspired to kill him, but they were inspired by, okay, we keep him in a box and we put some dirt over that box. How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet that they were on meth? I don't know. I would just need to see their mug shots because if I can see their teeth, I can tell you whether or not they're on meth. All right. All right. But yeah, so now we live in more modern times more civilized times so we don't have to worry about this anymore right i don't think that's true yeah it's fucking not (laughs) (sighs) so in 2011 a that's too recent yep too too recent um maybe pun intended we shall see a woman in kazan which is in russia named fajilyu Muhak oh I had this before. Mukhametsanov. Mukhametsyanov. Mukhametsyanov. Say it three times fast. Um so she had a heart attack at home, collapsed, and they were like, Yep, she's dead. Hmm. For Mother Russia. But that was the worst thing ever, and I want to die. Um, so during what was kind of like her wake or her viewing or whatever, a few days later. She was laying in her casket, and she woke up. Hmm. She then looks around, sees all of these people, these mourners, like, crying and praying and, you know, mourning. Yeah. And she loses her fucking shit. She realizes what's happening, starts screaming bloody murder, and then everybody else, understandably, starts screaming bloody murder. Yeah, because someone you thought was dead just yeah, sat a up dead and body screaming. Just, yes, yes. Oh, Jesus. Um, Night of the Living Dead. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Borscht edition. Um, so they rush her to the hospital. <laughs> They're like, listen, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta go. She gets to the hospital. They take her to the ICU. She lives for 12 minutes before dying for real this time. Oh, wow. Guess how she died? Heart attack? Yup. Heart failure. Yeah, because she thought she was dead and she was at her own funeral. Yeah, that's fucking but, terrifying. Yeah, but that's fucking, like, ironic. You've got to say that's a little bit ironic, don't you think? Um she, she like they thought she died from a heart attack she wasn't dead she wakes up she all but has well, a heart she, attack she clearly had heart problems if yeah they but thought that she didn't originally help. died from a heart attack yeah but that didn't fucking help no it didn't yeah 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 so fucking wild but 2011 was an eventful year for being buried alive oh jesus because you've probably definitely heard of this story probably definitely Probably, definitely. <laughs> the title of our other podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, in which we, we address those will they or won't they rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in December 2011. Okay. And 
a woman named Michalina Lewandowska was buried alive in a cardboard box when she was 27. Basically, her fiancé, Marcin Kaspersik, and his friend Patrick Boris decided to kill her. Like, they attacked her with a taser and, like, full Monty, whole nine, just decided to kill her. Her fiancé. It's and easier his, and just his to break up. Fucking friend. It, it's not even, not even just that. Like, come on, dude. Like, there are other ways. There are other ways. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. So he buries her alive. And here is the thing. She's his fiance. Uh-huh. That means she's got a ring. Mm-hmm. Homegirl, she's got a baby to get home to, first of all. So, like, she had she had a reason. She ha- There's a reason for the season. And that's the other thing. She just happened to be wearing it. She didn't always wear it. She wasn't yeah. the type of person that was like, oh, they get my ring. I'm not doing an imitation of you. But hey. <laughs> basically, she wakes up. She has been she's been abducted at this point and buried in this cardboard box underground uh-huh. and used the engagement ring to so like she was bound. She used the engagement ring to cut her hands and feet free. <gasps> And then to notes. cut her way out of the box. Yes, please do. Ali, you can skip this part if you want. Uh, <laughs> so she she so she literally dug her way, cut her way, whatever you want to call it, out of this box that her stupid ass fiance and his dumb ass friend, his friend was 18, and that was really all I needed to hear. Ew. I was like, how could he do something so stupid? And then that was it. That yeah. was it. So then it comes out that they were addicted to steroids and basically she was so they were like on and off again. Like I said, she had a kid. It was his kid, too. And she was just so sick and tired of the steroid thing that she was like, all right, we're done for real this time. I'm taking the baby like we're going to go. This is enough is enough. He hears about this from other people and mm-hmm. is like if i can't have you nobody can like no i hate that mentality literally literally he was like okay well if she wants to be dead if she wants to be gone and out of my life she can be gone in this country mm-hmm. yeah like real fucking real fucking good so she she digs her way out there's a log on top she gets past that like they put a log on top can we Haley, mm. when I tell you, boys are dumb. I'm sorry to the oh, boys I that know. are listening. You're not dumb, um, except for you, Michael. Not Michael. Ma- Ma- I almost called him Michael Mahar. Um, not Michael wow. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's taking my name, bitches. Um, sorry, Michael. So yeah, so she basically she waited. She was smart. She was like she 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 was a fucking badass like she, she even later said she was like i was able to determine like how much oxygen i had left like based on around the time that i thought i had been put in there and yeah blah, blah, she's blah. a lot more chill than i would have been oh hell yeah 
Like, I mean, even, like, using the engagement ring, like, just such a fucking power move. Yeah. So she flags down somebody driving by. They pick her up. Her fiancé and his friend went home and played video games. Cute. Yep. Totally normal. So then she goes to the police. They get arrested. And they ended up getting... So Patrick was found guilty of kidnapping and was sentenced to four and a half years in juvie. And then Marson was found guilty of attempted murder and sentenced to 20 years in prison. But then after the fact, they searched his home and found explosives. Um. Super cute. So then he was sentenced to an additional concurrent eight four-year terms. So that's 32 terms, Mom? Sure. Okay. Um, they're 32 years for the term. Yeah. Um, for the explosive possession, in addition to the 20 years in prison, to be served wow. concurrently. Yeah. So, much like Chris Watts, he ain't getting out anytime soon. No. No. No, probably not. No, no, no. But yeah, that one was just wild to me because I also vaguely remembered hearing about it. Okay. And then, finally... We've got Walter Williams. Walter Williams. Gotta love a double We love an alliterative name. Yep, you got it. Yes. From Mississippi. I went to school. Yeah, you did? Fuck yeah. Um, so he was pronounced dead on February 26th, 2014. Okay, very recent. All right. Yes. And according to CNN, everything was done... Like, by the book, filled out the paperwork, put him in a body bag, took him to the funeral home, all of that shit. They bring him to the embalming room. Mm. And his legs start to fucking move. No, that's the day I quit. Yeah. The mortuary. Yes, that's the day I am no longer a mortician. That's it. That's the end of it. Also, for those who have been... Following my haunting of Hill House, I did get to that episode. I did not enjoy that episode. So that's don't, all I'm going to say about that. Don't talk about it yet. I still that's haven't... all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. I, this isn't a spoiler. One of the sisters is a mortician. Okay. Like, she's got a very sick fascination with, like, death, where she's basically like, oh, I can make them all better. It's oh, really, it's, it's, yeah, nah, no fam, no thanks. Um, but yeah, so then the coroner's like, hmm, legs are moving. Checks his breathing. Hmm, lungs are moving. Ever so slightly breathing. So it turns out he, like, lived. They wake him up. They wake him up or whatever the fuck. Two weeks later, he dies for real. Hmm. So. Awkward. Creepy. Yes. But here is my fun fact that I teased earlier because I I wasn't quite sure where to put it. And also, I'm just very excited to tell it. So, if you had to guess, what famous person would you say, historical, we'll go with historical person, would you say had a fear of being buried alive? I feel like I knew this at one point. You probably did because I don't shut the fuck up about it. I find it so fascinating. I'm going to say I'm going to throw a wild card out there. 
Oh, please do. Is it someone who's still alive card. right now? No. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> there goes. There's. That's the wild card. My person is still alive. <laughs> is it George Washington? No. Okay. No. Though I do have a morbid fact about him as well. He did not have wooden teeth. He had teeth that were extracted from his slave's mouth. But anyway. Yeah, that's gross. But yeah, no. Eleanor Roosevelt, former first lady of the United States, wife of Theodore, no, wife of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. What what does that make her? Cousin by marriage to Teddy Roosevelt? Sure. I don't know what the uh, genealogy. But yeah, she she had a huge fear of being buried alive. And that wasn't even her deepest, darkest secret. Oh, but damn. yeah, no, she also had a little a little woman on the side. But oh, hey. um, yeah, we love it. We love to see it. So basically, they kept this under wraps for as long as possible. But she had like because she was a strong, badass lady. She was the face of like. Like she, like you know what I mean. Like she was the woman that all of the women looked to during the depression, when all the men yeah. were looking to her fucking husband. We all look to the first ladies and their arms. Um, so, based on archived documents from 1955 that are now at the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Museum, but were kept hidden for a very long time, um, in a in a like a note or letter or memo or whatever you want to call it from June uh-huh. 1955, which was about eight years before she died. She died in 1962. She stipulated that she did not want to be embalmed, and that when she died, she wanted them to slit her wrists so they could be sure she was really, yeah. truly, actually dead, because she was so afraid of like being buried alive she was like if you if there i don't want there to be a shadow of the doubt like please like quite literally i think i think in the memo she says something like open my veins or some like yeah like like she goes hard yeah and there's other things just talked about this we probably did because as i just said i never shut the fuck up about it truly it's a fun anecdote I, I got waxed today. I told my esthetician I never shut up about it. <laughs> God bless. God bless, Erin. Um, but yeah. So I just find that really fucking crazy. Like just that is pretty fucking crazy. Thank you. That's what I thought too. And then another fun fact. Um, no, you know what? I'll get to it later. I'll get to this one later because I can okay. tie it into something else. So hold on the fun fact. Pause. We'll put a pin in it and we'll move on to movies. So some so we got some it's Spooktober. We got some certified Spooktober approved movies. I just kept it to three. I know that there's more, Uh but I kept it to like the ones that I feel would most pop out in people's minds. Uh huh. And the first one being 1999's The Mummy. Of course. Because we love the mummy. We stand. We love Brendan Fraser. We love Brendan Fraser. Like I, I, we've definitely talked about it too. Just love that man. He was recently on um, the Fake Doctors, Real Friends, Scrubs oh. Rewatch podcast because he was he was he was he had JT's the brother. Yeah. No, he was. Um, he wasn't. No, he. I thought he was, was the other brother, the dead brother. He was Doctor Cox's wife's brother. 
Oh, that and then he, brother. Spoiler alert, he passes away. Yes, that's um, the one that dies. Yes. <laughs> I was like, somebody's he, brother's dead. He uh, was on an episode of the podcast and was oh, talking about like his storyline, his time on set and everything like that. He's just like he's a really a nice interesting guy. guy. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Like, and I can say that because his son goes to my brother's school. Does he so, really? Yes. Well, no, Timmy, Timmy's since aged out and is now in an adult program, but... Oh, okay. At the time that my brother was at the school, he his son was also enrolled there because they oh. live just over the border in Westchester. Nobody go visit. Or White Plains. I don't know. Don't go visit. One of those. Also because I'm not sure of where he lives. It's somewhere in, in like New York. Like low New York, but not like low just New York. Just another anecdote. Yeah, you know. Just just another going off the rails. Are there even any rails at this point? I feel no. like, uh, yeah, rails are gone. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But so, yeah, so I'm not sure if this really counts, but, you, you know, like mummification. But uh-huh. in The Mummy, the villain, Imhotep, he and his followers are mummified and buried alive because he was fucking the Pharaoh's side piece. And that's not allowed. No. And so they all were mummified while alive and then buried. So I don't know whether... They lived through it because, fun fact, with mummification, one of the things they do is they stick a little, like, COVID straw up your nose, and instead of checking to see if you got COVID, they scoop out your... Well, no, they, like, whisk your brains like an egg, and then they scoop it out. Hey! Wow. Enjoy your dinner! I pity whoever is eating lunch and listening to this. Fun. But, yeah, but little Immy got some special treatment, though, and was buried alive with flesh-eating beetles oh yeah the scarabs right yes the scarabs and the the whole thing was he was like immortal so he would regenerate and they would eat him and he would regenerate and they would eat him and so it was meant to be like long-term torture until eventually like they die he die so yeah super fun but also if we want to get technical benny the little renfield motherfucker who screws everybody over is also technically buried alive because uh-huh. spoiler alert pyramid comes in crashes down benny tries to grab all of the gold he can a la fucking jafar or abu or whoever the fucking aladdin and does not get out in time and just gets yeah. to hang out with his with his riches and the scarab beetles and the imploding pyramid that's your life now yeah that's his life now what's left of it so this movie has a seven point no seven point zero seven. Um, I I realize now that that comes off as like I'm saying so. All right, I'm gonna try this again. It has a seven out of ten on IMDb. That okay. was a lot more than it should have been. <laughs> a ninety four percent Google score, which personally I know Google scores tend to be like higher iffy if not even higher, just like not reliable. Yeah. This is correct. Yeah. This one's correct. I agree with that one. A 61% tomato meter rating. Yeah, and, but that's also critics. Oh, but wait. A 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it should be higher than that. It's I'm in agreement. We got to make Rotten Tomatoes profiles. This is what it is. This is the tipping yeah. point. Yeah. But the critics' consensus is, quote, it's difficult to make a persuasive argument for the mummy as any kind of meaningful cinematic achievement. 
but it's undeniably fun to watch, end quote. The first part of this is a lie. And I don't know. So this was presumably made, this comment was made back in 1999 when The Mummy came out. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that they clearly did not predict a pandemic during which also a mummy would be unearthed for the first time in like, what was it? Like 2,500, 2,500 years? What was that thing that just came out in the news? I don't even remember. Well, they're popping up a mummy. I remember everyone was posting like, this is not the year to unearth the mummies. Well, no, it's not. But also everybody on Twitter is fucking reacting with gifs of Brendan Fraser with that cat in the mummy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you tell me, you tell me that does not make it a meaningful cinematic achievement. We all learn from the mummy. We know. That's why we know not to unearth any fucking sarcophagi. Sarcophaguses? Sarcophagusy? I don't like any of them, actually. (laughs) I don't know what the real thing is, but I hate all of the ones you said. Um, So next we've got the 2004 Quentin Tarantino film, Kill Bill Volume 2. Okay. All right. All right. So for those who haven't seen it, for those who don't remember. Skipped it skipped it what have you i i'll be honest because that movie is so scarring i think that's a fair thing to say so much is happening that is so utterly violent that i this completely slipped my mind until i mentioned to michael that i was working on this episode and he goes oh like in kill bill i'm like what (laughs) so then i had to like go back and like and sure enough yes so basically, this, the main character, the bride, who is, as the title would say, trying to kill Bill, uh-huh. um, she's played by Uma Thurman, and she goes to ambush one of the people who, like, long story short, ruined her fucking life. She's at the wedding chapel trying to marry Bill. They all try to kill her. She's not dead. Then it turns out she's got a baby, and it's a whole thing, and they stole the baby. And so she's trying to kill Bill, but she's got to go through his, like, little bosses. Like they have in the Mario games. So she gets to one of them and she's like all about she's going to ambush him. She's going to kill him. She's going to do it real gruesome. She's going to go overkill. Except he somehow, I don't remember why because it was so long ago, has, he's aware that she's coming. So Mm -hmm. he ambushes her. He subdues her. He disarms her, knocks her out. And then he and I believe his brother bury her in a, like a, a a little tiny pine box uh-huh. and that's that she then has flashbacks when she wakes up to when she trained with her original like like we'll just we'll just call him yoda her yoda her trainer yes and through that she's able to get herself out by just one fucking karate chop just karate chopped the living fuck out of the coffin and she she is home free and then clawing her ass up until she gets above ground. So, which, as we'll get into, almost accurate. So this has an 8.10. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's got an 8 out of 10. I need, I need sleep. <laughs> I need to read your notes. I'm, no, that's the thing. I'm looking at my notes. I'm staring at my notes, and for whatever reason, a forward slash is now a point in my brain. Mm-hmm. Whatever is left of it. They probably were fucking whisking my brain while I was sleeping last night. 
So it has an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 93% Google score, and an 84% tomato meter rating with an 89% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And the critics' consensus is Kill Bill Volume 2 adds extra plot and dialogue to the action-heavy exploits of its predecessor while still managing to deliver a suitably hard-hitting sequel, which I think is fair. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, probably one of the most well-known in recent years, although it's very upsetting to me that it came out 10 years ago because it doesn't feel like it came out 10 years ago but then again it's like march 714th buried starring ryan reynolds do you remember i I know Uh uh-huh uh-huh so for those who don't remember that cinematic masterpiece um ryan reynolds plays this american truck driver he's he's based in iraq and he gets attacked because propaganda and ends up being buried alive in a wooden coffin. And all he has is a lighter, a flashlight, a flask, glow sticks, a knife, almost done, a pen, a pencil, and a cell phone. Well, it sounds like he's got everything he needs. You know what he doesn't have? What does he not have? An oven, a fridge, no, and a cassette tape deck. Well, you know what? Sorry, bro. Could have had it all. Yeah. Rolling six feet deep. Okay. Um, so he's buried, and I'll leave you to that. It's Ryan Reynolds. I don't know what else you want. Um, it has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 74% Google score, and an 87% tomato meter rating and a 65% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. For whatever reason, critics just fucking loved this movie. Wow. Loved it. Ryan Don't, Reynolds. Nope. Yeah, apparently. But nobody else, like, the, the, the humans, the normal people were like, yeah, <laughs> he's buried. He's got a lot of fucking shit for being buried. Yeah, like, right? He'll be fine. But no. So the critics' consensus is, quote, ringing a seemingly impossible amount of gripping drama out of its claustrophobic premise, buried is a nerve-wracking showcase for Ryan Reynolds' talent, end quote. And, like, I mean, with a glowing review like that, there's no wonder that Ryan Reynolds was riding such a high that he would actually think the Green Lantern was a good idea. Made that a year later. Mm. Mm. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Green-colored glasses. But, yeah, so those are some movies about being buried alive. And then... As for stories, as I touched on previously, the story of Octavia Smith led to the creation of a lot of old wives' tales. And this also, so you know how legends and old wives' tales and and rumors, they all snowball and they make things seem bigger than they are. So this led to a special kind of coffin being built mm-hmm. that had a a mechanism, like a rope, inside the coffin yeah that led up to a bell on a little like metal post so if somebody found that they were buried alive they could just ring the fucking bell yeah i was wondering if you were going to talk about that because i oh yeah i that's like that comes up that comes up in a lot of like creepy pasta stuff yes yeah yes are you kidding me though it's not the smartest move either because like what's to say a gust of wind comes and that's that shit's ringing not here for that on the other side 
let's say it's a fucking hurricane, all the bells are ringing. So everybody's like, oh, it's a hurricane. All the bells are ringing. And someone's ringing their bell. Mm. I don't like it either way. I don't like it either way. I've got a better solution to this problem. Just don't bury people alive. Yeah. Wait a sec. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's what we need. But yeah. But as for more more stories um, and their effects. So Edgar Allan Poe wrote a few stories about people who were buried alive because yeah as, definitely as we know super into the macabre our little eddie and loved to pray on well pray isn't the right word but he took what were common fears at the time and would inject them into his stories and use them as inspiration and uh-huh. that includes being buried alive it was a common fear and so he was like so what if it happened and so some of these um obviously one that's very on the nose is his short story the premature burial of course um but he he wrote he wrote a few um the fall of the house of usher and the cask of amontillado are two of them them. um like yeah they're all great they're all great like just really about it if you're gonna read any of his stuff highly recommend that maybe right now don't read the mask of the red death because it's about middle yeah, class basically, people yeah. with a plague and then the rich uh-huh. people just lock themselves in their homes and leave the middle class people to die wouldn't know anything about that <sighs> jeff yeah. bezos where are you hiding mm. what you gotta hide about mm. Mm. but yeah so now for the grand finale mm-hmm. what do we do if we find ourselves buried caitlin what do we do if we find ourselves buried? Well, I'm so glad you asked. So, so according to worstcasescenario.com, which is a website my anxiety definitely didn't need to know existed. My cousin had that book when we were in like middle school or something because there was like a worst case scenario book, which is basically like how to get out of a car if it's sinking, how to... Uh, like what to do in different types of bear attacks. Like what the fuck was up with those book fairs? Like, and uh, to be honest, my book fairs probably had the same fucked up books, but I was too like hell bent on getting my little fiction to notice. Yeah. But damn, damn. The, the one that the the one that they had for the the bears. I might have said this on here before, but I distinctly remember it because it was like like in different like different kind of bears attack in like different ways. So like there was like a rhyme that they said it was like brown get down. Uh, um, yellow black. mellow <laughs> yes <laughs> i think it was brown get down black attack white good night oh like good night you're fucking dead yeah yeah you, there's nothing you if can't you're get in antarctica you're probably already dead i think that was the rhyme i don't remember <laughs> fucking amazing but like those are the types of things that i remember and those are the type of things that are in the worst case scenario book which of course like a 13 year old needed yeah, that's something that should definitely be given to young children. I thought quicksand was going to be a lot bigger of a deal than it turned out to be. That's okay. I thought earthquakes were going to be a lot bigger of a deal than they turned out to be. Turned well, out, no, you. it's fucking fires. That's true. Cat Cat Dennings tweeted a really great thing yesterday that is ringing more and more true, and it was, "Red sky at night means your state is on fire." Yeah, right. <laughs> no you, more you know, sailors delight. Yeah, yeah. But so this is what you do if you find yourself buried alive, getting back on track. So first, you need to conserve your air as much as possible. 
as terrifying as that sounds yes yes and and yes it's terrifying and you'll understandably be scared but if you start hyperventilating if you've got a thing about the dark so you decide to light a match or use a lighter all of that can burn through your oxygen more quickly and yeah. when you're buried alive, if you're buried in a typical casket and whatnot, or what what you want to call it, you probably have it about an hour or two of, of worth of oxygen at your disposal. Yeah. So you need all the air that you can get, and you need to get this done fucking fast. Mm-hmm. So next, look at your surroundings, assess your situation. If it's dark, which it probably will be, just fucking feel around. Or figure out what kind of a box you're in. If you're in a pine box, if you're in a hardwood box, if you're in a metal box, if you're in a fucking cardboard box, like that dumb fuck. Um, yeah. She wasn't the dumb fuck. He was the dumb fuck. But so an inexpensive box, which is called a chipwood box, and that's the one that's made of pine that's like super, yeah. super cheap, um, or one that's made of like recycled paperboard, they're pretty easy to break through. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like the coffin lid will kind of flex but it won't move it won't break then it's probably either a metal or a hardwood coffin mm-hmm. which is basically that's so it's like it's like the goosebumps reader beware you choose the scare books uh-huh this is where your story ends <laughs> if it's a metal box or a hardwood box the most you can do is keep knocking and like and in this case only knock do not yell like for example if if you have an engagement ring if you have a watch if you have a belt buckle um Mm -hmm. if you have something hard even a pen um one of the things that they gave here was a flask and i was like "Mm." but or for example like a money clip like mm-hmm. something something hard, something that's not easily destroyed, and yeah. you just bang that motherfucker on on the coffin, if it's a hardwood or a metal coffin. Um, you do three quick taps, three slower taps, and three quick taps. That is SOS in Morse code, which most people should be able to decipher, but if they can't, then they'll just be like, oh, was that knocking? Which is probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. So either way, that's your best bet. Um, and just... Keep repeating it until somebody hopefully hears you. Yeah. If you're in a pine box or a recycled paper box or a cardboard box or something like that, next up is the fun part. Because you take your top off. Whoa. Hell yeah. All right. So, yeah. So you take your top off, which probably isn't going to get you any Mardi Gras beads, but it can keep you from suffocating when you dig your way out. Yeah, because uh, if you're digging upwards, mm-hmm. guess what guess is... Guess what falls downwards. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what you got to do in order to make this like little makeshift mask, which now that I think about it, could probably work for COVID too. Um, Everyone so take keep, your top off. If you get buried alive in a pine or paper or cardboard box during COVID, mm-hmm. be sure to keep the shirt on by the time you surface. Good. <laughs> um, so what you do is you cross your arms over your chest and then uncross them so that your elbows are bent and your hands are at your shoulders so as if like as kind of like your elbows are tucked in towards your waist and your fists are up by your shoulders or your hands or what have you yeah from there you want to pull your shirt up over your head from the shoulders Mm -hmm. so like grab and pull up 
and obviously space is limited but just like really as much as you can in your space i'm i'm also miming this for Haley, which i can only imagine is hysterical to watch love it um and then after that pull it over your head take your top off and mm -hmm. tie the bottom of the shirt in a knot mm -hmm. then it should have just like the neck as an opening and sleeves and that's it but like it should be mostly like a bag and then so then the neck hole you put your head back through the neck hole mm -hmm. and the knot should be on the top of your head at this point okay. and this is what will keep you from suffocating on and choking on dirt basically yeah now somebody's gonna come to me and be like but what if i can't see well, Brian, if you can't see, it doesn't really fucking matter because you probably can't see in the box anyway. And yeah. you got to dig around because next you're not even you don't need to see. You use your feet and you keep kicking up at the lid of the box until it gives, at which point pry away some the wood chunks and start to pry away dirt. This is why the shirt is handy, because it's going to start fucking coming down. Mm -hmm. Once you've got a bit of a breakthrough, it's, it's going to start coming down pretty fast. So maneuver the dirt first towards your feet. And then once there's enough at your feet that it's starting to get, like, backed up or whatever you want to call it, sit up. At this point, you should be able to sit up and maneuver the dirt to go behind you from where you were once laying. Okay. So that it's kind of like you've got dirt in front of you, dirt in back of you. And basically, this is how you avoid getting buried twice. Mm. So once you've got a bunch of dirt by your feet and you've got a bunch of dirt where you were once laying, at that point, push whatever dirt you've got in your way up, over, what have you, stand up, and you should be able to get to the surface, get close to the surface enough that you can crawl out, and boom, you out a grave. Wow. Right? Fancy. Right? I will forget all of this in the morning, but it's good to know for now. So yeah, yeah. so basically, long story short, conserve your oxygen, feel around, use the shirt as a mask, kick, kick your way out, dig, and then hopefully nobody is up there. Yeah, and hopefully they Nobody didn't mean bury you too deep. Yes. Well, that's why I was like, because typically it'll, like, you know, it'll be like a typical six feet under situation. See, so. but that was the thing with, like, um, uh, like the Ed Gein case is, like, uh, everyone was didn't think that this guy could be, like, the grave robber that he claimed mm -hmm. to be. And they were like, there's no way he's digging, like, six feet deep in one night, like, like, yeah vandalizing these bodies and then like burying them back up right and he was like no that they're not six feet deep they're like two three feet deep because yeah. grave diggers were lazy yeah and didn't fucking bother yeah so if you're being buried alive like that scumbag dude did time. to the ex-fiance yeah then, fuck him then presumably he's a piece of shit that's not gonna dig six feet true so True. you would hope yep yeah so but that's it that's that's 
the whole shtick about being buried alive. Yeah. Not the whole shtick, but it's what I chose to talk about. There's two, yeah, there's two parts that I thought you would talk about. One of them being uh, all of the um, uh, the magicians that tried the buried alive stunt. Oh, and I know, died. but that was. I yeah. just looked it up, and there was a guy in 1992, 32 year old American magician named Joe Burrus, B U R R U S, uh, and he sure. died when he was crushed to death uh, trying to get out of the the box that he buried himself in yep sounds about right because he didn't listen to this podcast no no and then there was also a movie that i remember from a while ago uh i looked it up just to get the details right and i did not know that this was originally a 1988 french slash dutch international film Ooh. Um, yes and it was remade in 1993 the uh, um the American remake has Jeff Bridges in it, Kiefer oh. Sutherland, and Sandra Bullock. <gasps> Love Sandy. And basically the story, it's called The Vanishing. Um, oh, I've heard yeah. of this. So basically the story is a man's wife disappears and he spends three years trying to discover what happened. Although the audience finds out before he does that she was kidnapped and buried alive. And the abductor eventually reveals himself and suggests that he can satisfy the man's desire to know exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. And in the American remake, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but it was in like a bunch of like, horror movie countdowns and stuff i believe in the american remake you don't find out what happens or what happened to the wife um until like the last five minutes of the movie where the the abductor is like i could show you what happened to her and the guy wakes up in a coffin i was gonna say you're fucking stupid if you come on come on i spoiled it for you but it was from 1993 so it's yeah uh, no it's okay (laughs) i'm older than the movie but (laughs) i'm not but that's fine finally something i'm not older than it's one of those movies that like the end it ends like so horribly and so abruptly that you're just like oh that's a bummer yeah (laughs) just the credits roll and you're just like god damn it (laughs) yeah but yeah those were just the other two things that i was thinking of during this episode but being buried alive doesn't sound chill Yep. No, decidedly not chill. No. And if it just don't don't bury people alive on purpose. Don't no, do it at cool. all, but especially not on purpose. Please don't yeah. do it. Please don't do it. Um just a reminder, it's uh Spooktober, so this episode is you're listening to on Thursday if you're listening on the day that it comes out. So you'll know that we're doing two episodes a week in the whole month of October. And we're going to talk about some spooky stuff, some scary stuff. And it's going to be great. Yeah. So stick around for the whole month. We're going to be having a lot of fun over here. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Go to the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Hell yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Join the Patreon. And just tell us if you've been buried alive. <laughs> oh, God. I don't. <laughs> I just, mean, I, I would. Uh, go ahead. I would love to, like, if somebody was, like, if that happened to somebody, which is horrible. 
yes. and they were willing to talk about it, I would be like morbidly like interested. But also like it just sounds like I think I'd just nobody can see this but Caitlin. I think I would make this face the whole time. <laughs> just Haley's just got a very face. distressed face. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I would be very concerned the entire time listening to that story, but it would be quite interesting. I, I'm just picturing us like getting an Instagram DM that's like, hey, so I'm in a coffin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, so. Give me a heart attack. Walk me through one more time, please. <laughs> oh, God. At which point I go, all right, so first you take your top off. No. Take um, your top off. But yeah. That's, so, yeah. Yeah, that's the. We, that's. that's that's why that's how the pizza bagel bagels what, what? Uh, time for bed <laughs> we're gonna see you on Tuesday yes bye bye, bye.